This is coverage of the IASLC's 2022 World Conference on Lung Cancer. I'm Christine Sedlowski of the NEJM Group. With me today is Dr. Enriqueta Philippe, who is head of the Thoracic Cancer Unit at the Valdebron University Hospital, Valdebron Institute of Oncology in Barcelona, Spain. She's the presenting author for the overall survival interim analysis of IMPower 010, which tested atezolizumab in patients with resected early stage non-small cell lung cancer following platinum-based chemotherapy. Dr. Philippe, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you, it's a, it's a pleasure. Yes. So last year, I interviewed your colleague, Dr. Heather Wakeley, uh, about the interim findings on progression-free survival um, from this same study. Can you briefly remind us what those findings were? So the Impower 010 is a, a, a randomized trial in patients with a completely resected a stage 1b with a tumor size greater than 4 centimeters to N3a, according to the 70NM classification. And patients uh, receive uh, adjuvant cisplatin-based chemotherapy and then 1,000 patients were randomized to receive one year of atezolizumab or best supportive care. The primary endpoint uh, uh, in this trial was the disease-free survival, and uh, the primary endpoint was presented by Dr. Wakili during the ASCO uh, uh, last year and also published in Lancet. So in this trial, for those patients with stage 2 and 3A and pdl one positive tumors, atezolizumab improved disease-free survival with a hazard ratio of 0.66. For those patients with stage 2 and 3A, irrespective of pdl one disease-free survival was improved with a hazard ratio of 0.79. And in the uh, uh, whole group of patients, patients with stage 1B, 2 and 3A, the hazard ratio for disease-free survival was 0.81, and the statistical significance boundary for disease-free survival was not uh, met in this uh, uh, population. So here, uh, during the ILCC conference, we present the first pre-specified interim analysis of overall survival and a safety analysis with a median follow-up of 45 months and with a clinical uh, cutoff uh, uh, in April 2022. So uh, at this uh, uh, analysis uh, with an even to patient ratio of 25% in intention to treat population, the overall survival data is not mature. So in this analysis, we presented the results of overall survival in this interim analysis for patients with stage 2 and 3A and pdl one positive tumors. Uh, uh, overall, there is a trend towards an improve in overall survival for those patients receiving atezolizumab. The median overall survival was not reached in either of the treatment arms. The hazard ratio was 0.71 with a 95% uh, confidence intervals between 0.49 to 1.03. So at uh, 60 a month, there is 76.8% uh, uh, of the patients alive in the atezolizumab arm, 67.5% of the patients in the control arm. At this overall survival interim analysis, we observe no differences in overall survival 
when we analyze all randomized stage two and three population, irrespective of PDL1, with a hazard ratio of 0.95, and also no differences in overall survival uh, was observed in an intention to three population, including patients with a stage one B disease, with a hazard ratio of 0.995. And also we analyze the overall survival uh, in patients with stage two and three A based on PDL1. So as I mentioned, for those patients with PDL1 positive tumors, there is a non-significant trend uh, in favor of atezolizumab with a hazard ratio of 0.71. For those patients with PDL1 negative tumors, the hazard ratio is 1.36. And for those patients with PDL1 50% or higher, the hazard ratio for overall survival is 0 0.43. Um, we analyze also the hazard ratio for those patients with PDL1 between 1 to 49%, that is 0 0.95. So it's important that for those patients with PDL1 50% or higher, when we exclude those patients with EGFR and ALK, the hazard ratio for overall survival is 0 0.42. Uh, the median overall survival was not reached in, 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 in uh, both treatment arms. And at five years, there are 84% of the patients alive in the tesolizumab arm, 67% in the control arm. I think it's also important that we have updated uh, the safety profile in this new data cutoff. And uh, uh, overall, the safety profile uh, was consistent with the previous analysis and no new safety signals were seen. So what we see in summary in this uh, presentation is that uh, we have observed an overall survival trend in favor of atezolizumab in those patients with a stage two and three and PDL1 positive tumors, the hazard ratio is 0.71, 95% confidence interval uh, between 0.49 to 1.03. For those patients with PDL1 50% or higher and a stage 2 and 3A, uh, the overall survival hazard ratio is 0.43. Uh, after additional follow up, uh, the safety profile uh, remains. Uh, the same, no unexpected safety uh, signals, no? And uh, yeah, we will continue to the final disease-free survival analysis and also with further overall survival uh, follow-up. What is the distinction between the patients with PDL1 1% or greater versus those with 50% or greater? I understand the drug has actually been approved for those two different populations in the United States it's, um, and some other countries in, in it's approved for those with 1% or greater versus Europe, it's 50% or greater. What, why, why the difference? Yeah, the approval of Tesolizumab uh, in the adjuvant setting was based on the uh, disease-free survival uh, uh, published and presented at ASCO. As you mentioned, there are two different approvals. Uh, in uh, United States, the approval is in patients with PDL1 positive stage 2 and 3A. And in Europe is for those patients with uh, stage 2 and 3A, PDL1 50% or higher, 
and uh, excluding those patients with EGFR and ALP. Uh, we have seen that uh, the hazard ratio is uh, uh, different in the two populations, but it's true that when we presented the prior uh, uh, results, the analysis in patients with PDL1 between 1 to 49% was exploratory. So uh, this was not the main endpoint of the trial. So the trial was hierarchically designed. One, first for patients with stage 2 and 3A and PDL1 positive tumors, then for patients with stage 2 and 3A, and if positive, in patients with stage 1B, 2, and 3A. The disease survival in patients with PDL1 50% or higher is a secondary endpoint, but the analysis in patients with PDL1 between 1 to 49% was a postdoc analysis. So what is the implication here for those two different populations? I think this is the first time that um, uh, in a adjuvant setting, this was the, the, the first study with results. We have also now the Keynote 091 presented also in uh, ESMO plenary, showing that uh, adjuvant immunotherapy improve uh, disease-free survival in patients uh, uh, with completely resected and stage 2 and 3A. In my opinion, the results are uh, clear for patients with PDL1 50% or higher, but even for those patients with PDL1 between 1 to 49%, we cannot exclude a benefit. So as I mentioned, this is a postdoc analysis. So probably we need to individualize the treatment in this group of patients with a stage 2 and 3A and PDL1 between 1 to 49%. What we have seen in DIPOWER is no benefit of adjuvant immunotherapy for those patients with PDL1 negative tumors. So what, uh, what is the timing for your uh, remainder of this overall survival analysis? Yeah, so uh, yeah, during the, this meeting, we have updated the overall survival as pre-specified in the first interim analysis. There are remaining uh, other analysis of overall survival in the future, and we have not updated the disease-free survival. So this is important. There are no enough events for the final disease-free survival analysis. And we are uh, probably, we calculate that we will have these events probably uh, later 2023. So overall, you'd say these are still very positive findings, right? Yes, I think so. So yeah, for patients with a stage two and three A, the hazard ratio for disease-free survival is 0.66 in PDL1 positive tumors. For overall survival, I mentioned there is a trend that is not uh, uh, statistically significant, but we have in this group of patients a hazard ratio for overall survival of 0.71. And if when we analyze the patients with PDL1 50% or higher, the hazard ratio for uh, disease-free survival and overall survival is 0.43. I have to say that according to the statistical design, you know, the study has a hierarchically design. So to formally test the overall survival, we need to have a positive disease-free survival uh, results in the intention to treat population. And this is not happening 
with the present analysis. But overall, I think this is a, you know, positive findings in patients with early stage disease. What would you tell your patients at this point? Uh, they are they are receiving this treatment now, right? And what do you tell them about these? No, I think uh, we need to we need to test uh, for PDL one also uh, early stage of disease specimens. I think testing is important not only for PDL one but also probably for EGFR and ALK in this scenario of patients with resected tumors. And I think we we need to to discuss with. Uh, with our, our patients, uh, these results, the hazard ratio of 0.43 for disease-free survival in PDL1 50% or higher. And also, as I mentioned, probably to individualize uh, the treatment for those patients with resected uh, stage 2 and 3A and PDL1 between 1 to 49%. Probably is not the same a patient with a PDL1 of 40% or a patient with a PDL1 1%. So there are a number of, uh, uh, also we need to analyze the, the, the possibility of disease recurrence in each individual case. In this group, that are those patients with, with PDL1 between 1 to 49% and pathologically stage 2 and 3A. Is there anything else you think clinicians should know about this? I, I think immunotherapy, this is a one trial, as I mentioned, uh, there is also the results presented uh, of Keynote uh, 091, and importantly, we have also results with neoadjuvant strategies. So Checkmate 816 is a trial published in the New England Journal of Medicine in uh, patients that perhaps are slightly different because the patients are clinically staged. So in our trial, the patients were in the power, the patients were included with the pathological staging after surgery. In the Checkmate 816, uh, patients were included with the clinical staging before surgery, but it's also an important trial showing that preoperative chemo plus immunotherapy uh, 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 improve, uh, uh, increase the number of pathological compute responses and also is associated with a longer event-free survival. The, probably uh, the, the, the situation is that the Checkmate 816, I think 60% of the patients included had a stage 3A disease that was, as I uh, discussed, uh, diagnosed pre-surgery. But you know, uh, overall, we are seeing that immunotherapy is uh, will be part of the treatment of patients with early stage disease, probably excluding those patients with EGFR and ALK. And we will have also uh, a positive, we have also positive trials with new adjuvant strategies and with adjuvant uh, therapy. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Christine.